buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 25. Today we're going to chat with Sven from Manicore Arms, chat about our adventures at SHOT Show, and talk about the new Tactic Shop EDC mini bag. Today's panel is Sean Heron, who likes to ride bulls. I don't like it. With an afro. Lacey Lane from the Lane family, and I'm Ava Flanell. <laughs> and we've been drinking champagne, which is pretty exciting. So. I know. Why are, we, why are we drinking champagne? Why are we drinking champagne? Okay, well, forget it. Uh, I let's forgot. Act like, let's act like we don't drink champagne often. And yeah, I just thought it was. Let's pretend Tuesday. like it's just uh, you know, it's like a one-time thing every couple of months. I thought it was like every other Tuesday. Oh, Sean, what? Can you just, just okay, just what? Can you just provide the champagne every other Tuesday? Then I mean, yeah, I, I do. That's the great. Okay, whatever. So we have a huge <laughs> announcement to make. Hence, why we are drinking champagne. I'm getting. Uh, what, what do they call that? Were You're they... not getting a promotion. Oh. <laughs> Dang it. You mean you mean you'd be getting paid? No. <laughs> Dang it. I feel like I'm living on planet bullcrap. Welcome to Gun Funny. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Sven, do you want to tell everyone what the announcement is? Um, I should probably make a joke about my wife being pregnant, but the truth is <laughs> <laughs> she'll love that when she listens to the show. Um yeah, we uh, here at Manicore Arms um, listen to the show a bit. Obviously, we know uh, know you, Ava, and know Sean from uh, the last couple of years. But uh, after listening to the show, decided to pick the show up as a sponsor. Um, just feel that the show is uh, different from everything else out there, and uh, really happy to support it. Woohoo! Where's that? Where's I that? should say a good different from everything else out there. So. Oh God! We got Despite my voice, here. I'm a lot more excited about it. I just still got some of that shot show crud. I think. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, man. I was like, did his dog just die? <laughs> no. What? Oh, I should never even joke. Yeah, about I was that. like, that's not even funny. Ray is still fine. I saw pictures of him on Facebook earlier. <laughs> Ray, Ray is completely fine. So. All right, that's good. <laughs> so basically, Sven, uh, blink twice if you're being held against your will. <laughs> nope, he's good, guys. Don't worry. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Yes. I'm so, all alone here in my office. So, welcome to the Gun Funny family. I think you'll like it. It's um, I don't know. It's a lot like most families. Uh, very dysfunctional. Um, everyone hates each other. And we all are wearing. Look what we're wearing today. We're all sporting the Manicore Arms stickers. You see that? We are. We're we're wearing nice. Manicore Arms stickers. For those listening on audio. Just pretend like you see blue stickers on our shirts. Let's say mm-hmm. manicure arms. Yeah, I have them. I'm, I'm wearing, wearing a blue shirt that matches that. So there we go. I'm Perfect. actually I'm wearing them as tassels. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right. So first off, Sven, tell us a little bit about manicure arms. Uh, manicure arms is my company. Um, I guess just to quickly give some background, I used to not be a gun parts designer. Um, decided that working in the world as an everyday Joe was not fun. Uh, Started designing some gun parts about nine years ago. And here we are today. My wife works for us. My brother works for us. Uh, I got a couple other great guys who work for us. And um, we make gun parts for stuff that's not quite the run of the mill. I mean, we do make AR-15 parts, AK parts, 
you know, who doesn't in this industry these days. Um, but we really started with a lot of the bullpup stuff like the um, Tavor, the Steyr Aug. We make a lot of stuff for the CZ products like the Scorpion Evo, the Bren 805. Um, more's coming this year. Actually, you know, by NRA show coming up in May, you'll see a whole nother product line for a new type of gun. So um, mm. that's what we do. And I do all the design work and... I guess that's in a nutshell what we do. We design gun parts. We're not ex-military people with big beards, tattoos, and attitudes. We are eggheads who like guns. So that's awesome. So manticorearms.com is the website. The coupon code is gunfunny15, uh, which will give you fifteen percent off on anything on our website any day uh, until we decide to either up the amount, lower the amount, or cancel our sponsorship. So. Well, well, oh boy, you're already first show, wow. and he's already that throwing out that C word, huh? Joke that came off a lot more dark than I meant. <laughs> <laughs> he's all, I'm done. Goodbye. Not on canceling our sponsorship. <laughs> no, that's amazing. All right, so, Gunfunny15 at manacorearms.com. I want to talk more, but we got to play some audio first. Learn the things you never knew on deconstructing the industry. All right. So you mentioned you only got started nine years ago. What is it that made you want to get into the gun industry? Um, you know, I've always liked guns. Uh, even as a kid, I was the one buying the C.B. Colby books, you know, from the 60s about army guns and things like that. And um, they've just interested me from, I guess, a mechanical standpoint. Um, I, for people who don't know, I've told the story a lot, but uh, probably the gun funny audience isn't familiar with it. Um, I was actually an architect for about 15 years, um, designing libraries, hospitals, all that stuff. Um, and I liked the design end of it. Um, I was pretty good at the, you know, the basic engineering and whatnot, materials and whatnot. But um, it didn't, I didn't enjoy the industry. Um, it was very corporate political and people didn't really value the design work you did um so i on the side was decided to design some gun parts for the steyr aug and um you know i figured okay maybe in six months or a year i'll pay off the molds and, and i think it was in like 27 days the mold paid itself off you know just with the sales i got and just with a basic logo i sketched up one night and a basic GoDaddy website and i thought huh maybe there's something here. And, and within a year or two, I was making more money, not paying myself, but the company was making more money than I was <laughs> at my day job. And uh, it just kind of grew from there from 16 hour days of eight hours of architecture and eight hours of designing and shipping gun parts at night um, to hiring on, well, she was my girlfriend at the time and my now wife and kept expanding. And it's just kept growing and growing and growing and and uh i get to make stuff all day long that i enjoy to use i even get to shoot once or twice a year these days and uh, wow. that's that's kind of the story is um you know i had the skill set that happened to work really well for what i really wanted to do which was design gun parts and i guess you know be my own boss you know so. reading books in the 60s you actually look really good for your age <laughs> i was yeah. thinking that too i, I was like I had no idea Sven was older than Aaron. <laughs> yep, that's right. I remember when they talked about one day we would land on the moon. 
Right. So. It's so crazy because like uh, you remember when TVs were invented and now you're actually on a TV. TVs? Yeah. Radio. Yeah. Radio. Radio. I remember when you just have to yell at a carrier pigeon and then it would try to remember what you said. So. <laughs> it, that's so weird because I, I always go to the park and scream at pigeons, but I don't think anyone realizes what I'm trying to do. <laughs> you know, the funny part about that is I, I shaved last night. I, I hadn't shaved since SHOT Show and I just... You know, I'm actually starting to get a little gray in the beard right in the center here, white. It's uh, just the family thing. Otherwise, I got the red beard. And uh, I still, I haven't gotten carded in a couple of years, but up till up till about three or four years ago, I'd still get carded when I bought, bought alcohol. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'm short and I'm Swedish and look young, so... <laughs> All right, so for the listeners, now we know what Sven looks like. <laughs> yes, exactly. He looks like a little if boy. If you're looking Just for me at an event, don't join a look Catholic. Look for the gap in the crowd, and that's usually where I'm standing. So. Right. It's like trying to find your Mini Cooper in a parking lot. I can't find exactly. it. Exactly. I can't see it. So, what gives? Like, what makes you decide which guns to make parts for? Boy, that's a. <clears throat> excuse me. You know, at first it was. You'd have companies like Magpul, they'll make parts for, you know, magazines or for the AR-15 because there's several million ARs out there. Um, and a big company will go for the biggest market slice they can. But there was guns like the Steyr AUG. There was literally zero aftermarket support when I started nine years ago. Nobody made components for it. And I guess kind of my revelation was that there's still people who want parts for those guns as as a one-man show start as a startup i'm never going to be able to compete with magpul i'm not going to have a multi-million dollar budget um you know in the ar-15 market although we have gotten into it now with some unique products if you're going to make a four-end or flash hider to start off you're competing against a thousand other people who make the exact same thing and it's like being in a crowd and you can meet a crowd. There could be a thousand people in a crowd. There's probably one guy who is the nicest person in the world or one, you know, person who's the nicest person in the world, but how are you going to figure out which one they are? You know, just speaking at a, a dinner party or whatever. Um, whereas, uh, you know, basically by picking a gun that nobody made parts for, but I knew there was enough of them out there. Um, I was the only person you could buy from. <laughs> so not to say we don't, I didn't want to design good products, but it gives you a leg up because you're not competing against even, you know, and even if there's a couple of people making stuff for it, you're competing against three or four guys. And they're usually other small people uh, at the time. There was no other competition. And actually after I kind of figured out that formula, now we actually see a lot of the, the startups do the same thing. We've actually, had a lot of uh, I don't want to say they're copycats but they could see the formula and it worked and you know that's how business works so I started with the AUG and then um, uh, there was no muzzle devices for the the AK uh, the 24 millimeter AKs like the the 5.45 millimeters AKs no there was no aftermarket support for them and the one that was out there was pretty mediocre the OEM device so I made a couple of those and then I just kept rolling the money of profits into a new product. I didn't pay myself for the first three or four years and um, just kept looking for the next top gun. Uh, that was kind of actually going to SHOT Show, you see that it's like, wh what's the next new hot thing, you know, and where, where's the next new spot in the market where you can make money? Um, I guess some of it's intuition, some of it's what's cool to me. 
a lot of it is anything in the bullpup market. We're kind of known for that now because we started there. So the Tavors and all that stuff. Um, and it just kind of grew from there where we try to keep an eye out for what's the cool product. And, you know, as we've grown now, I've got pretty good relationships with a lot of those companies where if I can't get something before it's officially in production, I know with the, the X95, I think we had the first commercially launched sold one in the US and same thing with the uh, early Tavor it was one of the first 10 or 20 out there so so um Sean and I what was this like a year ago or something we toured your facility uh thanks for picking us up at the airport by the way <coughs> absolutely we will be sure to do that again next time oh, yep. okay cool oh, so yeah. you just leave us there again awesome yeah that was really cool remember when oh. you made me carry all of the bags Sean we and you just carried the microphone you were new that was such a glorious video for it was the, the exact spoof of the office and <laughs> i still get people commenting that was really creepy when you were kissing your secretary in your office <laughs> like dude it's my wife like, <laughs> she's not the secretary and she's my wife so, yeah but, that uh, actually that video was awesome weird, it was like a 50 50 split how people reacted to that video half the people thought it was hilarious and I think the other half people thought it was a serious video, like didn't get the <laughs> joke of it. And we're like, dude, you should pull that down right now. That is not a good, <laughs> you know, I, it always cracks me up how you get companies that they want to craft their image to be the super serious operator, tactical dynamic, you know, pick your buzzword. And I like to be the complete opposite. I mean, I, I believe Lacey reposted the photo of me wearing a green boa that was actually uh, some of those big pack. It's like the string of airbags that go in packing. Yeah. yeah. And I just did that as a joke because we were watching Gun Drama Johnny and I just think he's fabulous. He's my favorite, like just an amazing show. And, yeah. Agreed. Speaking you know, of I that don't, little I don't fucker. take myself seriously. <laughs> I'm very comfortable in who I am, you could say. So. Definitely. Yeah, I, I hear you. I'm, I'm really comfortable arching my back as well. So, <laughs> contorting your body to hide others. Yeah, we way, both, uh, were you in the same episode? Show. We both made the same episode. No, uh, he, he, just he just got the repost. It. Yeah, the picture. Yeah, that's cool. And the yeah, contest. I, yeah, you got to love that. I know that we're, um, I'm positive I will be on the episode. I think February 12th is, yes. he started the BOA challenge where he's going to announce the awards. And uh, my secret goal as soon as his show came out and Sorry to pitch somebody else's show. Oh, no, show. it's fine. I love it's I, funny. It's, we, it's one of my favorites. In this yeah. industry, I mean, you, you guys see it. People are so protective and get so wound up about people thinking they're cool. You know, it's, yeah. it's like a cool, there's these cool cliques that you can be in. And that's everything I hated in high school. I, you know, like I said, I'm an egghead who likes to make gun parts. I was not the cool kid in high school. When you're five foot six. We couldn't tell. Me, either. yeah, it's okay. Yeah, Lacey wasn't either. I was very popular, <laughs> mostly, mostly with the boys. But you know, that's neither here nor there. I was like for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I was okay with yes. not being popular. You're, you're, uh... I'll just end there before I say. <laughs> that, that's that's a good idea. So I'm still, I'm still very popular. It's great. <laughs> the. Uh... Going with uh, some of the smaller, you know, they're not smaller, but going with some of the less well-known mainstream firearms that you have, I mean, it's risky, right? So ha have there been any abject failures that you're just like thought something was going to hit and uh, you made it and it didn't? Yes. Um, I'm trying to, th 
you know, actually, we've had two products with the AK, which, you know, it's, it's funny when you're when you're when you start with smaller guns like the the AUG and the Tavor, even with the Tavor in the first year, there was about thirty thousand of each. So you, you've got an idea of how much of the market you can capture, how much you need to sell. But as you grow as a company, you can't survive as much off just thirty thousand potential customers, and and figure realistically, you might capture. 10% of those if you work at it, you know, or if you have a really good product and there's no competitor. Um, so, you know, as we moved into the AK, it was like, well, what can we do that um, would be cool? And we came up with a four end. And unfortunately, there's just not an easy way, you know, even with all my experience, there's just not an economical way to make a four end that fits the AK relatively easily, uh, unless you're doing a lot of machining or paid for an expensive mold. And so we did our did a four end for the AK, and we experimented with longer length ones, and did some trans some of our transformer panel system ones for them, and except for the key mod one, which it's like the AK industry is has determined they want to be five to seven years behind what's cool in the AR industry. Yeah, um, our extended ones people liked them, but they were too expensive, so they never sold really well, and we've kind of semi retired it unless. The right thing happens and uh the the transformer rail it's funny for the ar-15 it's been a pretty successful product on the ak we could not give them away like we literally couldn't get rid of them and we even tried making the panels in bakelite orange and all this stuff yeah nobody would buy them it is the strangest thing and same thing we make our chinese stock we make a triangle style stock for the ak mm -hmm. And uh, we made a Chinese version because I've always liked the Chinese style AKs. I think they're really cool. We could put colored, you know, panels on it. And maybe we should just mold them pink and purple. I don't know. Maybe that's what we're missing here. But uh, a running joke about, right, how to get into the female shooter industry. Just mold it in a different color that's appealing. So um, exactly. That Tiffany turquoise. <laughs> but uh, turquoise, there we go. Maybe we yeah. can get a nice. Yeah, That's pink and purple is just so, you know, three years ago. Exactly. Now it's cold, uh, yeah. cold pop blue and turquoise. <laughs> the new, uh, teal is the new pink, right? Uh -huh. It yeah. is. Like that. And orange is the new black, yeah. I heard. Yeah. But uh, the Chinese stock, we made a couple of hundred of them just for the first batch. We were positive because a triangle stock sold. It mounts the same way. Well, I think we still have 175 of them in the shop after a year. It's just. Wow. You get those where it's like you think you've nailed it and about one in one in 10 or one in 20 products, you just miss the mark. And the funny thing is everybody loves it, but nobody buys it. And it happens. I mean, that's that's part of Being speculative gun park design where we don't we do OEM work now. That's what we do a lot of these days. But our own products, a lot of it's just what do we think is a good product, you know, and would offer some advantage. It's not just for looks, you know, form follows function, as we, as I like to say, or a famous architect I actually like said. Um, and so we try to design around what we think is functional and then refine the design so it looks good too. But um, yeah, so we, we, we have our duds too, occasionally. Um, but for the most part, everything's been successful. Um, it's funny though, as you, you start as a one man shop, everybody's rooting for you. If you come out with some good products right. and there's really three sizes of business. There's the one man doing it on the side. There's kind of the medium business where you'll be like five to 20 people. And then you've got like, you know, the businesses 
where they're the Remingtons or the Magpoles. And I keep using Magpoles as an example because they kind of started where we did, which is a one guy with an idea, which when you look back was, in my opinion, kind of a ridiculously dumb idea that caught on. But I mean, who uses the Magpole, actual Magpole thingies anymore? I don't even know if they make them anymore, but. Oh, they do. Uh, they're they're the perfect example of that. Uh, you know, sometimes as the hero, you stick around long enough, you become the villain. And I think that's Magpul. Like, I hate all their stuff or most of their stuff these days, like the whole lifestyle stuff. Come on, going into. Sean, just because you don't like board shorts and Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Tactical board shorts and Hawaiian shirts. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm gonna know. get a get a cease and desist letter here from Magpul now. I guarantee. So <laughs> actually, they're they're nice guys. I've talked to them in the past a little bit. So, but you know, it's you get we've transitioned from a, a one man show to now we're kind of the medium sized company. Mm-hmm. And now you're right. We we went from the hero to now there's a lot of the little one man shops that kind of have latched onto Scorpion Evo and Og and and to worse stuff. And, and we like some of them we like, some of them we don't care for, for various reasons, but um, now we're the guys that, that don't get mentioned because we're quote corporate and anybody who's been to our office knows we're anything but, um, but you know, it's, it's perception. So definitely. Lacey's just going to keep smiling at me through the I camera. Am, One of I'm these days gonna, I'll meet her in person. I'm so. just going to smile. <laughs> Well, okay, along those lines, Maybe. Then, running running a small business is hard. Uh, it, there's obviously a lot of highs, a lot of lows. Has there ever been a point in time where you were just like, you know what, this this shit's not working. I'm going to hang it up. I'm going to do something else with my life. I had that moment this morning, but <laughs> <laughs> Was it? I, I feel like I have that moment daily. <laughs> well, my I have a family member. Uh, well, my grandmother is is having some health issues right now, and my car basically crapped out yesterday and then my operations manager Aaron who you guys know he's he's sick with the flu and then his mom caught it and he had to take her to the doc I mean it's just like suddenly we (laughs) you have everything hits you at once and you go oh man if it was corporate if somebody else could deal with these problems but you know it's I'd still rather be doing this and having a rough time than working for somebody else um it's tough to be a boss of other people, especially when they're family members and stuff. That's the hardest part for me. Um, but at the same time, we hire people that we can trust and that's good. So, and it's, I think the hardest part is as you grow, it's an organic process where you have to learn a lot. Um, I've never run a business before I did this. So everything, every day is learning something new and, you know, you're always trying to figure out (laughs) ridiculous things like healthcare for the office or, um, you know, liability insurance or, you know, all these ridiculous things. And you start looking at how much of your day is actual design work for me, which is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's very little, you know, is uh, you do end up doing all the things that everybody hates as a business. So, yeah, definitely. But, so one thing I noticed, uh, I was on your website <coughs> yesterday, making sure I familiarized myself with, you know, because I have quite a few of your products, but I wanted to make sure there was nothing I was missing. And I noticed that Manicore Arms is generally much less expensive than your competitors. How yeah. do you like? How do you I'm manage sorry. to do that? Slim profit margins. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, it's there's always a balance of what it costs us to make versus what we can sell it for, um, and trying to find that spot in the market that defines who you are. Um, 
I believe somebody said, we manicure arms. They, we want to be, we don't want to be the Maserati. There's a lot of companies, um, that have muzzle devices that are $135, just for an example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you it costs them 12 bucks to make it, you know, or, or 20 bucks to make it, whatever, you know, wherever the yeah. price is. Um, and the question is what consumer do you want to be able to use your products? Um, you know, as a business owner, when you're in this industry, I can just grab something off the shelf. We could make it for a thousand dollars and, and I could use it myself. That's great. Cause I can just swipe one. But the, the truth is, um, I like to make stuff. I think we don't want to be the, the Yugo or the Kia of the market. We don't <laughs> the, want to the be Daewoo. the Maserati. <laughs> We're, we want to be somewhere between the, um, the Chevy and the, uh, the Dodge Hellcat, you know, for, for a good, just a, an equivalent industry. We like to make products to give you a lot of value for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Part of that is as a designer, my job is to give you as much as you can while refining it so it's as affordable for us to make. Um, and a lot of that just goes into the design details of how we do it. Um, anybody can make a part, really anybody could do it. But the question is how easy is it to manufacture and how functional is it at the end of the day? So I take it as a point of pride that we can sell our products for a price point that people can afford and they're not going to have to literally scrimp and save. You know, if you want a good muzzle device, you can get a good muzzle device. And, um, I, I guess that that's, I guess just kind of the company ethos in a way, you know, is trying to make it where I think it's a reasonable price for what you get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two things real quick. So I shoot uh manicure arms, muzzle devices exclusively. Uh, I was just at the range, uh, shot the reverb muzzle brake on my nine millimeter pistol caliber carbine. And uh, we, we videotaped it just because I was like, this is so flat that I like never lose my sight picture and my red dot, which, which is awesome. But it's like the $37, $38. Yeah. And actually the reverb and we've also got the shadow flash hider. Um, I, you know, I remember back when you could buy, uh, if you guys remember Yankee Hill Machine offered their phantom flash hider. Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. the first thing that wasn't an A2 flash hider that was really had some good performance to it. I remember when those things were like 22 bucks at mm. back in the day. I mean, that's probably going to date me, but it was probably around 2000 when they came out and they've crept up a little in price, but there's been price creep in our market. Uh, you know, um, everybody wants to make the premium product, but the question is how many people are there to buy a premium product? And are you using that as a marketing value only? Yeah. And not to rag on Lantac, but say they're Lan- the Lantac Dragon, $135 muzzle device. There's so many what, in that in that price range. How much range? more yeah. performance do you get for 135 bucks than, say, 37.95? Now, I'm not saying that they didn't put a lot of time and engineering into that, and maybe, maybe I've just got some ability with muzzle devices that they don't know of, or you know, I'm natural at it, or whatever. Um, to my own horn but you know i've designed enough i kind of know what's going to happen when we design it a certain way Mm -hmm. but um we even saw our own muzzle devices starting to do that i noticed that we started to creep around 50 bucks and then towards 60 bucks with some of the the ones that are take some more machine time and i said you know we had that discussion in the office of are we pricing our site self out of a market of customers who deserve a good quality product Mm -hmm. and 
can we make something that still gives you 80% of the performance, but it's 60% of the price, um, you know, that there's that return. I said, you know, let's do a line of muzzle devices just across the board, 3795, because I, I think there should be something in the market there that's under 40 bucks. And actually they've been very successful um, because of that, because we were able to engineer out some of the harder things to machine with our higher end stuff and still get a lot of the same performance. Um, and by making it, you know, like the shadow and the reverb, they're meant to clear a nine millimeter round. Well, if you want the ultimate performance, you want to design exactly to the round it's supposed to shoot. But if we go to a nine millimeter, that opens it up that we only have to make one device and we can make 10 times as many, which gives us, allows us to bring the volume cost down because we can just crank them off the machine. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're still getting the getting good performance out of it. So. so yeah, do love the reverb. The Eclipse is another one that I shoot almost exclusively, and that one performs extremely well under fifty bucks, if I recall correctly. Uh, which one, the reverb? Yeah, I uh, know the Eclipse. Yeah, forty nine ninety five. So give yep. or take a nickel. Yes, it's under fifty bucks. Yep. So. so love that. Love that. I'm gonna spill some insider beans. Like Sven and I had a conversation before the Transformer Rail launched, and it was about price, and he was like. You know, he had told me that where the price point was going to be. And I was like, wow, that that's kind of amazing. And then uh, you said that you received some external pressure from other people in the industry that were like, well, you know, 15 inch handguards are selling for this price. You know, you be around there, get maximize your profits, things like that. And I think in this industry, so many different companies, they try to build all their R&D costs. And, and again, I'm not criticizing this because I understand the realities of business, but they try to build all their R&D costs into like their first thousand units, something like that. Which ends up right. you know, bringing this price up to 200, uh, 200 and above mm -hmm. uh, for some handguards. But we had this conversation. I know it was definitely something internally that you, that you struggled with because you're like, look, I can, I can price myself in line even just a little bit cheaper than a lot of these competitors on the market and, and do this. Or I can price it you know, much, much, much less. And while I'm not going to make as much profit, I'm still going to make a profit. But I'm also going to kind of serve the community and serve the market as well. You made right. that. You made the decision to serve the community and serve the market while also getting your price, you know, making your profits to run your business. But I just thought that that spoke a lot to Manicore Arms, Sven Johnson, your values, and you know that kind of made me like that. It made me love you, Sven. That's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really did because like uh, the the transform rails what one forty ish. Uh, yeah, it depends on the length, but it's in that range, one, yeah. 140 to 180, I think, depending on if it's a longer one or a shorter one. But yeah, it's we originally, we had people, because we kind of talked to the industry, and we even had some guys ask us if we'd enforce like a, a, a minimum advertised pricing, and I, I balked at that. Yeah. Um, you know, people were saying, man, you could sell this for 250 no problem, because there's nothing like it, and a lot of the higher-end rail systems that were same features were you know in that range so and uh at the end of the day i said you know i'd rather sell it for under 200 bucks and i think we've even managed to tweak the price a little down as we we made some generational changes that allowed us to make it more cost effectively and lighter and actually stronger it turns out so um you know it's it's always it's always a battle of where you want to be on price point um but you know at the end of the day um, I'd rather price it tighter for us and sell more and, and have more people have our product. 
I, I just thought it was an, try it out. I thought it was an awesome moment, you know, where you kind of see what's going on on the internals of a company where you're like, yeah, we had a <laughs> it was a long, long week long argument about what we should price it at. And yeah. everybody in the office kept saying, man, I, I know externally a lot of the vendors are saying price it higher. And we actually went the other way. So yeah, I thought it was awesome. Uh, Ava, should we wrap this up? I think we should. All right. Cool. I mean, not that I don't enjoy this, but I mean, we're going to be, you know, we got some shot show stuff to discuss. This ben, Kristen, oh, all of us, we're going to be besties by the time, you know, I mean, we pretty much are yeah, already like, besties. Are. like our dogs are friends on Facebook. We, we besties. <laughs> I do want to talk about shot show though. All right. Well, let's do that and yeah. let's talk about it right now. Ava, Shot Show 2018 was, it was fun. It was a whirlwind of... It had its ups and downs. Yeah. I didn't get sick. <laughs> so far, so good. All right. I will. Better I'm not. On wood. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm totally on a steroid pack, but for other reasons. <laughs> oh, that's even If oh, you could only see boy. my face right now. We're not going to talk about why I'm on it. No, just... I'm okay. Literally to move on. Like, we've already talked about I it too much. I had some allergic just reaction, don't. but I'm okay. <laughs> I don't uh, want to hear it. <laughs> all right. So... Let's see. Uh, let's recap on it. All right. Let's recap on it. So SHOT Show 2018 was uh, this past week, I guess. Yep. Uh, we were there for... I was there Well, by the time the show long. comes out, though. <laughs> I know. It's always too long. You're like, what was I thinking? But yeah. then a part of you is like, well, why didn't I extend my trip a little bit exactly. longer? Because it's like, it's such a love-hate relationship. Yeah. It's FOMO. Yeah. Fear of missing out. Yeah. yeah. The, the uh, best description I ever heard was... Because people are like, oh, you go to Vegas. That must be awesome. Yeah. You do five days of work or two weeks of work <laughs> and play in five freaking days. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, just, no. I mean, it's like wake up at 637 in the morning, get to the, the floor, show, hit the floor, walk around. We, uh, we walked 50 miles yep. uh, at the time that we were there. And then party all night. Well, and then it's like go to uh, you would immediately you oh. would be on the floor all day. Then you would immediately go back to wherever you're staying and uh, change clothes. Maybe change clothes. To try Go to charge to your phone. a sweet party at a food court. <laughs> yes. You know? And yeah. Bam, exactly. And then you would basically go to these events. And then after that, you're like, hey, I want to kind of hang out with my friends a little bit. So that starts Because like everyone's in the same, you yeah. know, in the same state, same place. All these people you meet, you want to hang out with them. So it's like you really only get a few hours of sleep every night. And yep. that's crazy. And but it was. Yeah, talking about that food court party. Let's so that's one thing that. I want to bring up because I'm still freaking pissed about it. So am I. All right. So we did the uh, Brownells party on Tuesday. Tuesday. That yep. was a lot of fun. That was amazing. Thank you, everyone who came out to see us. Um, it's crazy how many people actually listen to the show and recognize me. Humble brag. Uh, yeah, but, I was like, <laughs> but it's kind of like it's really sort of humbling. You know what I mean? Like, um, people brought us gifts and stuff like yeah. it was just i don't know there's just there's so many nice people in the industry and i really do appreciate everyone's support so awesome. that was fun it was i'll be admit i was pretty jealous when i i'm sitting there at the table and you guys are at the next table over and like it was literally like you guys are royalty and and the peasants are coming up and giving you little gift bags and it's, it's just, they're making little donations saying a prayer <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> that was kind of awesome, actually. Yeah, that the, the gift bags were crazy. Uh, yeah, somebody gave me some fiber wafers and some vodka. Truly appreciated it. <laughs> well, no, because uh, so uh, the Whitehead family, they actually, they brought, so we like shooting. We did an episode of Double Tap where we talked about our favorite candy bars. 
And they literally like went and bought all these different candy bars, put them in gift bags for each individual person and brought those. Which, guys, I, I didn't actually get a bag with candy bars, but I totally ate everyone's candy bars. <laughs> okay, that, I was wondering. I'm not even a lie. I ate like 20 candy bars that night, and that's why the fiber the fiber wafers, they came in handy. I, I was actually wondering where all the damn candy went, because I'm sitting in the freaking uh, Section 8 housing that I, that I got off Airbnb <laughs> that night, and I was like, you know what? This sucks. I'm going to eat a candy bar. Yeah, no goddamn candy bars. Sowie. <laughs> okay. Not sowie. <laughs> now I know where they went. By the way, Sean, I, I got to say, you should probably check the Google Street View next time at, before you book your Airbnb. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the crime map. So I He's did, still I, learning. <laughs> I, did, I did book the Airbnb for Dallas already, uh, and I had Aaron double-check me. I made him look at all the pictures, all the crime maps in the neighborhood. <laughs> I had him look at the sex offender registry to make sure we were good there. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. just made sure that we weren't within 500 yards of a school because, as everyone knows, Aaron can't go within 500 yards of a school. So, uh, Tell him about Tactical Toolbox. He was supposed to stay with you guys, and he pulled up. and he, <laughs> he pulled up, didn't even get out of his car, and he's like, nope. Texted me. He's like, yeah, man, I can't stay here, and left. <laughs> Luckily, I was smart enough to book a hotel on the Strip. The weird thing is Tactical Toolbox literally slept on the street and was probably safer than yep. we were. Yep, definitely. Yeah. All right, so All right, gift so, bags. Uh, and then uh, Mike Michael Cap, he actually also brought us uh, Shot Show Survival Kits, which had like uh, energy bars, alcohol, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer uh, um, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Which is seriously so thoughtful and awesome. And, you know, yeah. I want to thank uh, the Whiteheads and Mike Cap. Uh, just really, yeah. really, it was awesome. Plus, Sven thought we were royalty, so that was even better. Well, it was kind of the Brownells headband and wristbands just made Ava look like, you know, a Disney princess in the gun industry, I guess. Pocahontas. That's, that's what I'm going we, for. <laughs> wow. That's, we actually, I actually grabbed a couple of those packs and everybody in the office wears them like trophies now. It is amazing. <laughs> They're awesome. I mean, we look like a Richard Simmons dance class. So, so the, uh, the Brownells event was amazing. In direct... Uh, opposition to that the next night we, uh, I had talked to uh, Grizzly Targets and they were they were doing some stuff that they said was you know um, sponsored by Caesars basically and Crazy Horse was going to truck chicks in and wah, it was wah, at this bar wah. so we get to the bar and there's a bunch of people standing around and I'm like where the hell is it? Oh, okay. Well, wait a minute. We get to a bar. Was it? Was it really a bar? Well, we, well it's in the center. It was a bar with a bartender behind it. Yeah. But there was no tables. It was just like in the middle of the casino. There was nothing there. It was just all machines well, around there was the old like gross people who yeah. were like leathery from smoking. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, don't even you know. sugarcoat it. Fucking say how it is. The, it was embarrassing. Yeah. So we get there. No grizzly targets people to be found and i'm like what the heck is going on so i'm sending messages and i'm like what the hell where is it and he's like takes forever for the idiot to reply jeremy griffin oh jeez. I'm, I'm not even <laughs> gonna sugarcoat this yeah no grizzly targets jeremy griffin definitely on my shit list i'm not a fan so uh i finally Can we just start hashtag f grizzly targets <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we really should so i get I get a hold of him he's like yeah the location changed i was like thanks for noticing or thanks for notifying us because literally we've got a bunch of people standing here at the wrong place looking at me like i'm a fucking idiot mm -hmm. and am i allowed to cuss on the show yeah okay great anything goes we're drinking alcohol we're shooting guns hashtag we're cursing grizzly targets <laughs> yeah <laughs> I didn't know what the standard was for the show. So, so apparently the the hotel casino had moved the location, but and they knew because they had an event the night before, so it was gone. No one told us. So I'd spent $300 advertising an event at the wrong location uh, on Facebook. 300 bucks. Oh, man. So Just then, flushed. turns you out. You spent money on that? Yeah. I know. Yeah. 
I feel bad, man. We bought brought stickers that counted for something. And yeah. Yeah, the whole just, thing was a waste. So then, uh, turns out the location that was that it was moved to is like literally a bar in a food court. Yeah, and there was people that were messaging me like, "Hey, I guess the event got canceled," yep. or you I got know, dozens of those. Not sure. I, yeah, I hate so to say it. Freaking people. It was better off for them to think it was canceled than, than be to, there. Because yeah, it was. Trust me, it, it was, was super embarrassing. It was because it's in literally it's in a food court, so it's like extremely bright oh, lighting. And then going back to our Ceramic little friend Jeremy, and the metal, yeah. yeah. So, so Jeremy, he shows up. I think the event started at what six. Yeah, he uh, shows 530, up. 5:30, 5:30. Okay, he shows up at like seven. Looks hungover AF. Uh, goes to the Starbucks next to the bar in the food court. Gets two Gatorades, chugs those down. Then he's eating. Then once he kind of, you know, gets his shit together, then starts introducing himself. I literally, I just stared him down the whole night. And then I ended up getting drunk because I was like, all right, I need to stop mean mugging. <laughs> we, we all got drunk. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, if we I, have to, because we would have left. I told, I told Sean repeatedly, like, let's move the party to somewhere else. We yeah. were invited to a ton of other parties. Let's just bring everyone there. And... But we had to stay in case other people came. And I was walking so we were back forced. and forth the whole time. I, I walked like over 10 miles that day because yeah. I was walking back to the other location and bringing people back every time. But uh, we got dozens of messages of people that were like, oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't see the location change or, you know, sorry, we missed you guys or sorry, the event was canceled. It sucked. It, it was a serious black so, eye on all of us. The Farms Radio Network, Gun Funny, We Like Shooting, the AR-15 podcast. It, it, we looked like a bunch of bitches. Yeah. Uh, Everybody honestly. who was so, there and got drunk and ate food from the food court, raise your hand, because that was me. Yeah, uh, we're all <laughs> raising our hands. It was so hand. much fun. I loved I've, those I gotta pretzels. Admit, I've never been drunk on cranberry vodkas and eaten really good fruit tarts in Las Vegas until then. So yes. That's so, what I got drunk off of, too, and I never drink vodka cranberry. Well, I was just like, whatever, I, I'll I drink anything. I got spiked because <laughs> Nick kept grabbing me stuff. So. Oh, man. So yeah, it was um, it was bullshit. Like honestly, it was it was awful. He was really apologetic, but he wasn't uh, even that apologetic. He apologized. Like, to me, like I honestly, I times. thought he was such a just. It doesn't matter. It ugh. it was bullshit, and it, you know it. it, it honestly, was guys, eye. coming from, I'll say it. I would never do business with him. I mean, if he can't even take the time so, to message people that he worked together with to throw parties and so. I, like, no. I refused to record. Uh, we were supposed to record there. I refused. Um, you know, he'd brought companies in that were supposed to record. I was like, yes. Yeah. We were there. We were supposed to do their, like, you know, new company thing. Nobody ever talked to us. It was just one guy with a soundboard who. Yeah. The whole thing was just. Editing videos or something. I don't know what he was doing. It was just a hot mess. The, so. the next night, Anthony from the Shooter's Mindset was supposed to record and be there. He was told that there would be some people there for him to interview. He's walking through his hotel, uh, like, 30 minutes or an hour before he's supposed to be there interviewing people and the people that he's supposed to interview are there. And he's like, Hey, I'm supposed to interview at this thing. And the guy was like, yeah, fuck that. And, uh, so Anthony didn't even go. Um, he was smart. Yeah, he, he was, it was, uh, it was a disaster. I, I, I will never, ever. I'm going to do. I think we like already talked again. about this, but I think we should do a, a man of arms, gun funny. We like shooting high roller party somewhere next yeah, year. Well, we no, we're, we let's do it for the NRA party. show. NRA show, it's on. We're going to throw a huge-ass party. We'll throw a good meetup for sure. Definitely. Well, i got to right. buy a booth there, but at shot, we'll definitely do something too. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Well, Manic will swing that. We so. learned very valuable lessons. and uh, Don't do business with fuckboys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. Wow. All right, let's talk about something positive. Yeah. Uh, One of the guns that I was really impressed with that shot was, and I'm not even a SIG 
fan. I mean, I like SIG. I think their stuff's overpriced. What really pisses me off about SIG is usually their magazines are like double the amount of any other magazines, you know, uh, or any other guns out there. I mean, you'll, so you're paying, you know, a pretty high rate for the actual gun, but then it's like, hey, $65 for each individual magazine. Most people want extra magazines, so I'm, I'm not really a fan. But I was pleasantly surprised with the SIG P365. Um, on the internet, saw it, didn't really look too appeasing, but when you shoot it and you feel it, it is amazing. And I definitely plan on replacing my Glock 42 with it. Uh, it holds 11 rounds if you get the extended magazine. This thing is still really tiny, definitely easy con- easy to conceal, but it just felt great in your hand. And it's a Glock, Glock killer, isn't it? I mean, oh, I-, I mean, honestly, I think it's going to, I guarantee a lot of people are going to be replacing their guns with it. Uh, Glock 42, 43 definitely gives it a run for the money. And uh, it's they did a good job designing this gun. That was the first gun that I actually asked you about. Even before talking to you, I was watching the Instagram videos, and that was the first gun that I actually asked you about how it shot. Yeah, when we talked about it on the show, was it like last week or two weeks ago? I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's just another gun. looks really (laughs) similar to every other freaking gun they're coming out with. But once you feel it and shoot it, it's great. It's uh, it's definitely an impressive gun. You got to shoot it on media day then on um, the Monday? Uh, so SIG actually is doing their own thing. Uh, Ryan Kluckner believes that SIG is going to, you know, take over the, uh, the industry. The world. Because, yeah, he's, I mean, he's totally fanboyed out. But, uh, so SIG decided to not become a part of Industry Day, which we did go to. Yeah. Industry Day has, like, all the other companies. SIG decided to have their own range day. Two of them. Yeah. Uh, what was this? It was Sunday Sunday and Monday. Monday. yeah. Yeah. So they decided to kind of, and and it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because it's kind of conflicting because you have to be, you know, at industry day and then it's like, cool, get back to the strip, jump on another bus, go to SIG day. I'm just going to go Sunday next year. Uh, I'm going to skip Antares Alliance, try and buy and uh, just go to the SIG event. You know, maybe Franklin Armory will have a, uh, a range day next year, just on their own, you know, in a dark corner. (laughs) (laughs) They should. Did yeah so that was also another big thing is everyone was wondering how did they get around all of the laws and uh and again we were hanging out with ryan kluckner that guy is really smart because he noticed on one of their advertisements that the grooves in the projectile uh it was straight uh straight rifling Mm -hmm. which is a pretty good giveaway yep they uh so they're at industry day on monday won't give anyone any ideas what it actually is let's everyone shoot it i shot it i hit the steel targets which were I mean, at like 50 but you know big it deal wasn't, they, yeah. would, they wouldn't yeah. let us look inside they wouldn't let us see the ammunition um they would take the magazine hand over the cartridges load it for us and then we would shoot it and then pretty much walk away and then tuesday uh, on the first day of shot show they announced what it was and yeah it's straight rifling so they actually have a letter from the atf where they where they asked the question is straight rifling or does straight rifling constitute rifling tech branch of the atf wrote a letter back an opinion letter that said no because it doesn't impart any spin and therefore does not stabilize the projectile um 
so Franklin Armory then took that to say, well, if it's not rifling, then this can't be a rifle. It's not smoothbore, so it can't be a shotgun. So therefore, we can put whatever we want on this. And as long as it has the straight rifling, we're good to go and everything is good. Well, that's not necessarily how the actual real world works. Um, this thing, in my opinion, it's, it's completely a gimmick. Uh, it's, it's silly. But on the same token, you know, screw the man. Give it to the, give it to the system, whatever. Um, I believe. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say uh, I've heard it put very well. There are two types of products in the world. There are products that are meant to improve your life, and there are products that are meant to separate you from your money. And I will leave it for everybody else to decide which that is. Yeah, and then that's the whole. It's Nerf Football Gate because the projectile that they recommend with them that will fly one MOA at 100 yards. It looks exactly like a Nerf football. It's a football-shaped projectile with a tail on it. Uh, with some fins and you know whatever that's it's going to be super expensive it's a proprietary cartridge proprietary ammo you're only going to be able to buy it from them basically it's never going to never going to be a thing and you know whatever it, i'm not i'm not impressed and honestly i think there'll be more negative backlash because now legislation will be enacted by states if not federally that's basically going to restrict our rights even more because of this publicity stunt all right let's talk about rachel hathaway Rochelle Hathaway. Oh, sorry. Holy shit. She's this is what a, happens. Look, she's not even important enough to know her name. Yeah, yeah no, that's but I'm also true. like, I'm like, this is also what happens when you're drinking champagne, haven't eaten breakfast yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rochelle Hathaway. Um, I believe that translates to booth babe, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Not even. Well, I, I guess she look, kind of looked like a homeless dude. <laughs> I know. Do, that's what I was thinking. Do Everybody wanna, on Instagram Do we want to talk about her like, or talk about Taran Butler's uh, hiring practices? Well, <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's the, talk about all of it. What were you saying, Lacey? I was saying everybody on Instagram was like, "She's a a booth babe," and I was like. That's what they hired for a booth babe? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw her standing next to a minion at one point. I was like, I can't tell I can't tell if it's a dude or a chick. <laughs> it looked like Sean White. Hey, we, we don't judge in this world these days. You know? Oh, my bad. You, be, you, you, you pretend whatever you want to be. So. She identifies as a booth babe and therefore apparently is. All right, Sean, so, do you want to just give a little synopsis as to what all happened for those who don't know? All right, so yes. Well, first off, let's we'll say that uh, Terran Tactical Innovations... They constantly travel with like an entourage of, of women, uh, in uh, all wearing Terran tactical shirts. You never see like one or two. It's always like this big gaggle of people. It's mostly women too. It's not. No, it's, it's Terran not really and guys. Women. Yeah, yeah he looks like a pimp and hose. Fair enough. I'm like honestly, I'm just, I and that's all the entire shot show. Every time I saw him, him with a bunch of girls, and honestly, these girls weren't even like. Like, I don't find them attractive. It was, But you know what? We, I'm not even going to go there. Like, I don't want to say, like, oh, those girls are ugly, blah, blah. But it was just like they just looked trashy. That That's the exact word that I would use is it, the whole thing just seems weird and trashy and, and whatever. But you know what? Do your thing. Whatever. Yeah. So uh, Glamour Magazine did this article. They interviewed people. They, were, they actually were not issued media credentials at SHOT Show. They did it at a nearby hotel. Three of the women interviewed, and out of 12, I believe, were uh, wearing Terran Tactical Innovations jerseys with their names on them. Um, two of them were reasonably positive, although one said she was 19 and an instructor. And I'm like, well, can you be an instructor at 19? No, you can be an assistant instructor because you're not even old enough to buy a pistol. But that's just, you know, beside the point. I'm not going to point that out, even though I just did. Um, one of them, Rochelle Hathaway, uh, occupation flight attendant from Hawaii and California, 
basically just completely shit on the Second Amendment, said that uh, if government came to confiscate guns, she wouldn't even be mad. Uh, no one should own more than three guns. No one should own semi-automatics or suppressors. Um, just basically shitting on everything that we believe in and everything that the Constitution allows us, mm-hmm. uh, the Bill of Rights. So, so of course, this this uh, is published and yeah, people so, are like, all right, is it true? It took a little while for well, us to receive confirmation that it was true. And here's the thing is like Matador Arms posted this four days before I did. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and it was just screenshots. And I, I was like, well, that's that's stupid. But I didn't really go pursue it at all or anything like that. Then. Uh, two nights ago, I saw the NSSF shared that Glamour article as like a look how positive women in the industry are. Uh, I recognized a picture that was used. So I actually went into the article and I found Rochelle Hathaway and I was like, yep, it's that's exactly exactly what it says. Just every single thing completely crapping on the Second Amendment, uh, private ownership of firearms and things like that. So I took screenshots. I posted it on uh, We Like Shooting's Facebook page and then everything like went bonkers um i was getting i got texts and phone calls until after 1 30 in the morning um people were mad as as they should be mm-hmm. they were really mad uh the next morning terran tactical uh even though they knew about it the night before and i have proof of that uh they issued a very pr like response that basically said look uh she was a promotional model and we had no idea these, these were her her beliefs we have completely severed all professional ties um and it's carefully worded uh it said she, that she was a promo model and friend and that they had severed professional and ties. that she's not sponsored but here's the thing what a fucking cop out yeah so we saw i mean literally he's going through everything or whoever his his people are going through and like deleting stuff faster than we could find it but yeah. we found videos where from like as far as four years ago no 2012 okay so so what six years ago yep uh, they're shooting together. She's wearing, you know, his colors. Uh, she's not sponsored, but yet she's in like all the shot show pictures, totally parading around with him, uh, calls her a friend, which I mean, if you think about it, he's like, cool, we cut all ties with her. And that's what you do to a friend. Professional ties. I, I guarantee. So here's I guarantee she's probably in his bed right now, honestly, but whatever. I, I don't know about that, but uh, th- here's the thing. This happened already with Terran Tactical. They uh, used a promotional model was the exact terms that they used last time too with uh, Amy Jane. People may remember her as the stolen valor person. Uh, she basically said that she had served in the Marines, I believe, but never even uh, was able to get through boot camp. I don't remember all the details of the story, but this is not the first time. So now he's got a stolen valor girl who still literally works with him. Um, uh, last Within the last six months, she had recorded some kind of uh, video at his studios at uh, TTI, and that's out there. So obviously, she's still working with him, They're, even though she was exposed as a fraud. He's still doing doing work with her, whatever. Uh, now this happens with Rochelle Hathaway. He says he didn't know that these were her beliefs, but I'm sorry, you hang out with someone for six years, you call him a friend, and you have no idea that they hate the Second Amendment. I'm just calling bullshit, and mm-hmm. it, you know, and. Then let's even go on a little bit further and talk about the propagation of the gun bunny culture. It's just absolutely and utterly ridiculous. I talk about it all the time and how damaging it is and how stupid it is. And there's so many legit women shooters, but we're choosing boobs over bullets and it's just pissing me off. Yeah. You know, there's there's so much I would like to say right now. And then you get into that. I own a company in the industry. I want to be very careful on that line of libel and slander. Yeah, it's it's a very. That's right. Personal I opinions we'll on say it for you. Those, <laughs> you will. Yeah. I think. So. I have my personal opinion on why those women are on his quote team. Uh, 
and maybe it makes him feel better to be surrounded by lots of women. You know, I'm just speculating here that he finds attractive and feels that it, it reflects well on him. Um, I don't have a problem, and, and maybe this is a little against the grain, I don't have a problem with what she said if it's her personal opinion because that's what she actually believes. Mm-hmm. Now, do I agree with her? Absolutely not. Um, what I have a problem with is if you're a company and somebody represents your company, damn well know what the person's views are. And you either have to have a serious talk with them about, look, this is what the company's view is because of the industry we're in. And you either can state the company line and you have your own personal views and that's okay. You know, I mean, that's sometimes when you work somewhere, you have to present something. If you're working for the company, you're representing the company, you have to follow what the company says, you know, or you don't work there. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, or as the company, you accept the consequences of not knowing what that person may spew. But you would think when you own a company and you surround your whole image is, I'm going to have all these, quote, beautiful women, these booth babes, these gun bunnies, whatever you want to call them. My image is I'm a rich guy who runs a gun company and has a dozen women following me around that makes me the Hugh Hefner of the gun training industry, which I think is my opinion, what Pretty he's going accurate. for is that um, they represent you and and you you live or you die by what they say. So either you make them sure that if they're being publicly interviewed, what the company line is, they just repeat the company line. Or if if they want to be able to speak their mind, then you either cut ties with them or, you know, you got to know up front what you're dealing with. So. And here's the thing, like, I don't think for a second that he knew uh, or that he really truly thought that she didn't care about the second amendment or that she didn't believe in it or anything. Um, but it's just this whole thing. And I, Daniel Shaw provided an interesting counterpoint where he said, you know, he's taking women uh, that he considers pretty or whatever, and he's training them in the gun world. And maybe this is his whole strategy. And maybe we're looking at this incorrectly. And, you know, when, when I see him at shows, that's not the impression I get. Uh, it's, you know, it's eye candy, things like that except not it's I I can't even go into that but you know one thing I will say though is a lot of the women on his team can shoot I mean he can shoot really well he's amazing and so they do have a lot of these women do have excellent shooting skills so I'm not going to say they're just a pretty face Um, right but at the same time does he have a bunch of men on his team? No. Uh, well, well he, I know there's one. a few. Right. Yeah, let's, there's let's, one guy, and he's like always by himself. We kept seeing him at Shasha, right. and but he's always by himself. Let's let's just cut through the bullshit. He hires women for their looks, and then probably teaches them to shoot, or yeah. maybe they can shoot. But he's not hiring them because they can shoot. He's hiring them because they're booth babes. And actually, I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed in the last few years, booth babes have basically disappeared. Yeah, which is awesome. That's, yeah, it is. And I think Probably because a lot it, of yeah. people are getting tired of it, they say, they've said, so many people have said, is if there's like promotional models at a booth, that just goes to show your product is crap and you need those women to attract oh, yeah. attention because your product in itself will not attract the attention. So they, you know, I, they hire these girls so that hoping that guys are going to come to their booth and look at their product, but it just screams like it's a red flag. It just shows that your product's crap. You're and, selling tits is what you're doing, yeah. and and you happen to have a product that you sell for money. Um, you know, actually, day one when I started my company, um, you can look at all our advertising. We don't 
I mean, we've had people in pictures and stuff, but I said, we aren't using tits to sell our product. We sell our product on our own merits. And I extend that now late recently in the last year, I said, we're never going to use bearded dudes with tattoos to sell our product. Cause it's the male version. It's the cheesecake yeah. version of, of it. Now it's funny how you see booth babes are unacceptable, but now the ex Navy seal bearded dude with tattoos, it's the male version of that. It's, we, it's it is, in the yeah. industry now. It's just crept in because he's an operator. It's, yeah. it's that's operator a, that's is a great gun, point. male gun bunny in, in advertising. Yeah. So no, I totally agree. So, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's a really tough situation uh, because on the one hand, if, if her name was just Rochelle and she wasn't wearing a TTI jersey and she had those opinions, like you said, it's been like, I don't care. Uh, I'm friends with a lot of people who believe those things. And, you know, we're still friends. We've been friends for 20 years. I don't uh, it doesn't make me think less of them. Oh, I mean, they're stupid, but, um, you know, we're we're still friends. So. From the other side of it. From the other side of it, it's fine. But when when you just take a chance and you put in your, your the comp the name of your company, your livelihood, and you know something that actually stands for something in this industry, and you're putting it on people who despise everything you stand for because of a pretty face, um, you deserve what you get, in my opinion. Do I think people should boycott? No, I don't believe in boycotts. I think they're stupid. Do I have two Terran Tactical base pads sitting on my desk that I'm going to put on magazines later this afternoon? Absolutely. Got those before all this happened. And now I can't even post pictures of them because I don't want people to be like, what's wrong with you? Um, but yeah, I, I, it, just the whole thing's stupid. Just like quit hiring women that can't shoot, that are Instagram models. And honestly, guys that are out there, quit following Instagram models. If you, exactly. If you don't know that someone can shoot, like stop the food source. You know, you want to. And that's the thing. So, and I'm going to cut you off because I just got into this huge discussion last night with somebody and. If I'm posting a picture of a gun, it doesn't get as much likes as if I'm holding the gun. So all of these people who are like, oh, you know, gun bunnies, blah, blah, blah. Stop freaking giving them they, attention. People wouldn't use booth babes and gun bunnies if it if didn't, it didn't have a, an effect on getting people to look at their product. I mean, it's that's there's a reason it exists because... You know why? Why we do that as people? I don't know. Probably because we. I, I, cha I challenge everyone. I, I that, challenge but. everyone right now. Go unfollow on Instagram. Go unfollow five uh, Instagram models or whatever. I don't. Are you doing any. it right now? I was going to, but oh, I don't follow Instagram <laughs> models because I'm not a fucking say. idiot. I don't have any. <laughs> All right. Um, another thing that I want to bring up, changing the subject, is um, so lower attendance. It seemed like oh, it uh, at Shot Show. It really did. You could actually walk through the hallways and not, you know, get too annoyed. Um, Even on day one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there was there was a really like there was definitely a really positive outlook from um, from really everyone in the industry. And I know that gun sales aren't as you know, they're not as big as they were before Trump uh, got into the office. But a lot of people have a really positive outlook. And that was great to see because I think that. You know, I think people are looking forward to 2018 being successful. Yeah. And it's it's weird. Like uh, I saw way less uh, new media and air quotes doing booth interviews, things like that, which I'm really happy. because There was like no random YouTube Internet bloggers there. This, you know, I went around because we had a lot of meetings with other companies there. And um, the one thing they all said was there was less people, but it was more productive. And I think the NSSF, if you guys, I know you guys registered too, you know, to get to the show, 
Um, they looked for actual credentials now. If you were coming, you had to show that you were employed by the you know FFL or whatever company you were working for. You couldn't just be a, a hanger-on. And um, I think the reason there was less people is they actually screened out some of the the gawkers and the you know I don't want to say riffraff, but the people who are not actually there for what is supposed to be an industry trade show. Yeah, perhaps it was just, it was definitely lower attendance. It was mm-hmm. more pleasant to be there. There was way less of those stupid pull carts. I mean, there were still some, but man, I, it wasn't like I was just getting bombarded by them and RSR uh, seriously, like fix yourself. Quit uh, giving stop. those damn things out. I can't I can, wait I can, to be 80 years old in the industry and have one of those. And I'm going to have Ray shivering there and peeing herself in the basket on mm-hmm. my rascal and have a milk cart dragging behind the rascal. I'm going to do it. I'm going to weigh like 400 pounds. I'm going to keep leaning over from the center of the aisle to look at products. And then you're going to stop in the middle of the aisle, and then you're going to talk to all your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Good times. But, yeah, SHOT Show, success. Great times were had by all. And uh, let's, let's go ahead and move into the next portion of the show, which is... Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. <laughs> wow. This Love is- it? Hate it? Find out now. Shit, I'm not even mad. That was actually kind of awesome. I know. I was like, well, we're going to have to edit this. Uh, no, I was like, it's like a, a, a DJ. It was like, <laughs> so I'm friends with Tactic Shop. And uh, he's Jewish. So, you know, you, you know, the Jews, they got to stick together. You know what I mean? So uh, I just I became friends with him on Instagram. Super nice guy. Love the company. They make some really cool stuff. And uh, he recently just as of today. Well, when you guys this is going to launch Monday. So as of uh, the 31st, he just launched this new bag. And it is the uh, EDC mini bag for medic supplies. Sean, why don't you because the minute I got this bag you were like I want one can I have this bag and I was like no get out of here this is my bag <laughs> so fucking greedy <laughs> sorry not sorry <laughs> alright so yeah let's just go through it I actually keep discovering new pockets uh, I'm actually going to order one using coupon code using coupon code gunfunny20 and that gets you 20% off yeah. from now until March 31st Damn. All right, so this is a pretty nice uh, medic bag, actually. Um, on the front, it has two openable pouches, uh, and it's got just the normal bungee uh, attachment points, so you can uh, bungee a lot of stuff in there. These are attached to the front of the bag, but nice-sized pouches. Um, both of Same them, thing with the second one. Yep, both of them have those bungees. Now, if we open up the main compartment, which I'm going to do while Ava talks. I'm like, can you try to do it without <laughs> making so much noise? <laughs> You're so loud. <laughs> It's got a nice mesh bag pocket on the inside of the uh, first opening. On the other side, it actually has two removable pouches. Okay, you don't have to remove it. Oh, God. Velcro. You know. Velcro. Uh, inside those pouches, also a lot of attachments. One of these pouches is actually specifically made so that you can hang an IV bag. You can put the saline solution, uh, all your stuff in there, and then actually hang, just rip the pouch out, uh, rip the pouch out oh and hang it. Oh, my God. I can get rid of my hangover the next morning with yeah. that bag? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what they need to call it. Mini ED, EDC <laughs> mini hangover bag. You guys have seen that when you were in Vegas? Like, there was one in our hotel where it's, yeah. it's like the yeah. little shop where they just hook you up to an IV with like a nurse does it. It's just... Yeah, but guess how much that shit is? It was like uh, 120 bucks. I'd rather just go buy a Bloody Mary. 
Or so throw $120 away at a table. Totally crashed, but... Uh, definitely uh, definitely good there. It's got Molly on the inside of where it opens up the main compartment. It does fully open, so you can completely fold it open, which is great if you're actually working on somebody. Uh, on the very top, it has a zippered pouch uh, in the very back of it that actually doesn't open up to anything. But if you flip it over on the other side, uh, from the bottom, it has another uh, another pouch as well. And no, I take that Basically, back. That's, look, the, that's has, the main compartment. It has all of the pouches, uh, triple threading. Really good quality. Uh, yep. It uh, even the straps that you put over your arms. It has like these weird little clips so that the straps like it moves accordingly. Yeah, as those you... weird little rotating clips. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly what it is. Just yeah. just an awesome, great quality bag. And right now, I believe it's on the website for ninety eight dollars. But if you use that coupon code, which is uh, Gun Funny. What is it? Gun Funny 20. 20. You get 20% off. So you'll essentially get this bag for like 70 bucks. Oh, wait, no. A coupon code? 80 bucks. Yes, a coupon code. Oh, my God. You are so Midwest. That is awesome. A coupon code. You could use this coupon code. Well, I also said. One of us calling it a coupon code instead of a coupon code. It's just an (laughs) Illinois thing, I thought. But But that's not all they have, Ava. They have apparel and accessories. They have all kinds of stuff. I have 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 a lot of their. stuff on their website. Yeah, I actually, I have a lot of their stuff. Um, Tactical bag. That was the first thing that I got from them. Um, Just some really cool stuff. So check them out. Uh, It's Tactic Shop. And and, this is the mini bag. And that website is tacticshop.com. This is a cool bag. Definitely going to buy one. Um, they come in green and uh, coyote. Coyote and multi came in black. I think he's just doing green and coyote. Okay, cool. Yeah. E- either way. Either way, fantastic. This uh, this is really awesome. If you have, you know, like a go bag full of med gear or something like that, take a look at this because I, I think you will probably end up buying it. The removable pouches, the tons of storage, and just clever, well thought out design. Uh, I'm definitely a fan. So has the bag launched yet, or is it launching in a couple? Uh, days? So it just launched today, which this okay. is the 31st. So by the time the show comes out, it will have launched, and you can use that coupon code GunFunny20 until March 31st. So awesome. definitely like check out their stuff. All right, let's talk about Huntac gear. Let's talk about Huntac gear, or should we just talk about Jake? We I finally t- got to meet him in person. Dude. Regrets, regrets <laughs> remain. <laughs> Jake is awesome, man. Uh, wearing a kilt one day. A uh, little bit embarrassing for all I of us. I was so embarrassed. I mean, he looked like a pregnant woman wearing a skirt. Yeah, he, except he was in his like 453rd trimester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that elephant pregnancy. <laughs> yes. No, but Jake is so much fun. I actually, I had a lot of fun with him. He's definitely a good guy. Hilarious dude. He told us of, of some new products that are coming out. Uh, which I'm super excited to see. I don't even know if I'm able to say that. We're not going to talk about the new products. <laughs> but he is coming out with some new products. And so there's definitely some exciting things coming. Yeah. And uh, and who way. knew that his Orion chest rig was actually just to cover up his baby bump? I know. That's exactly what I You know what? I thought it. You said it. Yeah. No. And here's the thing. It's got all the pockets for formula, nipples, pacifiers, diapers, wipes. Breast Cookies. pump. Breast pump. Everything. Yeah. Well, I don't think he needed a breast pump. He was just big in the belly, not big in the breasties. <laughs> He's not producing. No, no, not yet. Not so it, yet. at the risk of sounding both naive, ignorant, and for exposition purposes, does HuntTech make their own gear? They do. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Original so, products? Cool. Yeah, absolutely. So lots of cool stuff, um, whether it is their Orion chest rig or their V1 series handguard upper 
and all that good stuff, which I have, which I just posted a picture of on Instagram and a big pile of, of gear. Um, just, yeah, really good stuff. And it, it's important, I think, to buy good stuff from good people. And Jake, after meeting him in person, definitely one of those people. Um, big fan of the gear, big fan of Jake. And uh, I think that says it all. Support mm-hmm. the people that support us. Yeah, because actually, kind of changing the subject, there's a lot of people that I supported on Instagram, liked their stuff, met them in person. And I was like, all right, yep, unfollow. Uh, no longer. I actually, I just took off a ton of products off of like my rifles and stuff because of companies that I'm like, wow, you guys were total jerks when I met you. And I don't like, I, I don't want to support them. I don't want to buy any more of their stuff. Yep. Now I have to go see if you unfollowed us on Instagram. (laughs) Well, I did. And then you became a sponsor and I was like, uh Oh, follow. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's important to buy good stuff from good people. And uh, seriously, a hunt at gear, H U N T A C gear.com coupon code is coupon code is gun funny 15. That gets you 15% off. Go yep. check them out. And uh, yeah, new stuff coming. All right, Lacey. You know what we're going to have oh, you do next, shit. right? Yeah, you're going to have you're me gonna screw keep up on, the iTunes. You're going to keep on reading <laughs> until you finally know how to read that English stuff. Yeah. Hooked on phonics didn't work for her. <laughs> Damn it. Dang. Okay. <laughs> uh, that got negative. Sorry. Hashtag fake news. So we actually, we got a ton of iTunes reviews while we were gone. We're only reading two at a time, but you guys are definitely making us crack up. So keep the iTunes reviews coming because it does help us. It puts us on the map, um, but it also makes us laugh. So hopefully we make you laugh and uh, we enjoy a good laugh ourselves. And with that, we got five stars from Mike A in Connecticut. Yay. Long live Ricardo. Viva la Ricardo. Whoa. (laughs) Gotta say it. Ditch Malcolm and Gertrude. Long live Ricardo. The bras, not bros prank call was hysterious. Hysterical. See, I knew there was no way I was hysterious. You know, Rachel, Rochelle, whatever. Hey, uh, uh, Gertie. uh, So look, they're trying to get rid of us. I know. I'm just so mad. I mean, how am I even going to make a living if they don't even want us? Some Mexicans trying to take our job. Hey. You're gonna have to keep. You're gonna have to keep eating the ramen and gaining the weight. Look here, Malcolm and Gertie. Here's the problem. You have been oppressing my people for way too long. You're trying to build this goddamn wall. I'm not gonna have it anymore. We're gonna come out. We're gonna take your jobs. I'm taking Malcolm and Gertie's jobs, and this is happening. Don't try to stop it. Uh, tears from heaven, Maricon. I, I like how it started to get a little little Malcolm accent in there at the end. Okay, so we've actually we've been Mixed trying with the- we've been trying to do different accents, and I cannot get fucking Gertrude out of my fucking accents. I'm like I'm like oh I could do a really good English accent. Oh I could do this, and then every time and I'm like nope Jew, and then the Jew comes back, and I'm like what the heck? I just, it's in your blood. I just don't understand it. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Orderly. The next review is five stars from Aggie Sam, nineteen eighty-three. Really enjoying the show. The show has greatly improved since the early first episodes. All three hosts contribute well. Some of the prank calls are just okay, but the one to Southern Bullets was by far the best. Great job, Ricardo. Y'all are getting some very good guests <laughs> on the show now. Keep up the good work. So here's the thing. I'm going to take over the show. I'm going to start announcing it and say, Welcome to Gun Funny, episode 108. 
Today we're going to chat with Vin from Anticore Arms. We're going to chat about our adventures at Shasho and talk about the new tackling shop EDC mini bag. Okay? Okay. Well, I guess you got to come up with a new <laughs> accent, Ava. Uh, actually, you know what that means? I think that Sean's just going to have to do all the prank calls from here on out. <laughs> no, you need to get... It's, no. go, it's going to be Ricardo and Maria... And you are going to have one, and you're going to be like, but it could be like Cuban or something. So you'll be like, uh, the girl from... Uh, I'll be like, hola, lo siento. That's good, that's good. Muy bien, muy bien. Well, uh, that's not even racist at all. So, okay, I'm glad that you all like Ricardo. Damn it, that's awful, though. I hate doing that accent. It's it's really hard. You're so good at it, and I just think you should do all the prank calls from here on out. Gracias. In fact, when we get off the phone, we're going to prank call Manicor Arms. <laughs> uh, I'll be Ricardo. That won't be awkward at all. <laughs> all right, guys, let's wrap up. All right, let's wrap it up. Hey, Ava, where can people find this show online? Oh, I thought you would never ask. Okay, so here's what you got to do. You got to go to thegunfunny.com. That's not the Mexican accent. Oh, dang it. <laughs> Uh, so we're on gun. Ne- neither is that. Oh. I want to hear you try it. Be like, Bahani, we got to go. You got to go to the gun funny. <laughs> All right. If we're- you go to the gunfunny.com. Hold on. Let me Google Hispanic accents. I just don't <laughs> know women. how I cannot. <laughs> Hola, this is Maria. <laughs> you got to go to the gunfunny.com and then you can. That's freaking that's, Indian. That's Archibald. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing today? I like how Sean can do the male and female version. I know. I think that that's... Like I said, he should just... He's going to take over. He should be Maria and Ricardo. No. Prank calls are too damn stressful for me to be doing them all. They are. I need a break. Yeah, no. Forget it. I'm out. Guys, you can find us at gunfunny.com. And, you know, I always forget to say, but if you go to gunfunny.com, not only can you find all of the links to social media, YouTube, social media... Gosh. You can find all of the links to social media, and then you also, there's a little link that says discount codes, and you click on that, and every code that we've ever mentioned on the show, you guys can, you can, you can. Use. You can use, yeah. Wow. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Wow. Is the show on, let me over help you. yet? Spit it out. All right, so here's another thing that I want you to do. Go subscribe to the show. So when you go to gunfunny.com or even gfpodcast.com, because Facebook and Instagram hate guns. Uh, there's a subscribe button. You can subscribe on your Android. You can go to iTunes and search for Gun Funny and subscribe there. Please, if you if you're interested in the show, if you're listening to sh- listening to the show through some other source, source, uh, definitely go ahead and subscribe. It'll automatically down to, download to your phone every week, whether it's uh, iTunes or some kind of Android app like Pocket Cast is what we use. Also on Stitcher Radio, all these different places where you can actually subscribe to the show, and that's hugely important. So please. Definitely subscribe, automatically downloads to your phone, and then you can just listen at your leisure. You don't even have to worry about it. It's just like uh, it's like box delivery, but it's uh, instead of cool stuff in the box, it's just the, the beautiful, dulcet tones of our voices. <laughs> and hang on. I'm going to do the Patreon thing real quick. Girl, you do got it. this. All right. So if you guys want to become a Patreon, here's a really awesome thing. If you follow me on Instagram on my GunFunny account, it's Lacey underscore GunFunny, and you click on the link, it will take you to our Patreon page. And you can pledge and you can become a Patreon on Facebook where you get to see all of this stuff before anybody else does. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Sean riding the mechanical <sighs> bull wearing an afro. And or a, and Sean a big hairy opening vest. the champagne. Yeah, or... that, that was pretty legit, though. 
that was good nobody died uh yeah i was scared um yeah so we're actually having a ton of fun on our facebook uh patreon only group cheyenne dalton recently joined jessica nyberg is joining um we have so many Kelsey awesome, Smith joined too. We have so many awesome people in our Patreon group and we're always having a ton of fun in there. So And dudes. Yeah, and it's more females. Mostly women. It's definitely yeah. Actually Sven even <laughs> said it. He's like he's like, it's so different because the women are just basically they're taking over. Uh, you actually saw a guy get sexually harassed on Facebook. <laughs> it was amazing. Like and, and like it was dog pile. It was glorious. So don't be warned. Oh, if you yeah. go on the group, be careful if you're a ginger, because they'll just attack you. <laughs> exactly. And Dave Merrill from Recoil just joined too. He did, yeah. So we have some pretty cool people in our in our group. Uh, so all you have to do is go to uh, patreon.com forward slash gun funny mm-hmm. and uh, you can pledge whatever a dollar gets you into that Facebook group. But, um, you know, you can pledge as much as $25, $50. If you pledge $25, we have to say your name on air. <laughs> and uh, we, we have recently, two now. We have two yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, somebody must have thought it would be funny to... I don't even know if I could say this. Oh, I can say it. I'll say it in Ricardo's voice because it's very yes, relevant to say his interest. It in Ricardo's voice. All right. So the first one you say, uh, Corbin Bana. And so this other essay, he came in and he was like, "I'm gonna pledge twenty five dollars, so they have to say my name." And his name is Gollum's Cockering. <laughs> in case you guys didn't hear that, that is Gollum's Cockering. Yeah. Hang on, Gollum's Cockering. That's the one. Corbin Bonafide and Gollum's cock ring. Thank a, you guys for your pledge. <laughs> I'm a little mad that it's not Ricardo's cock ring, but whatever. You know, I was going to say, I'll, I'll send a free t-shirt to anybody, the first Patreon, who does 25 bucks and goes with the screen name Ricardo Cockring. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Ricardo Dingus, how's that? So. I love it. But here's the thing. We also Either have or. King of the Patreons. So whoever is uh, the, the King of the Patreons, Whoever whoever pledges the most becomes king of the patrons. And that so, could be a company. It could be an individual. And we'll say whatever nice. you want. Yeah. So we actually have two tied right now. So we do not have a, a current king of the patrons. But once one of them steps up or someone outbids them, uh, right now the going rate is 25 bucks. You can advertise your company. You could just say some, make us say some ridiculous things. Whatever. But king, king of the patrons starting at $26. That is correct. Oh, also we're selling gun funny patches now on the website along with apparel Booyah. and... All kinds of stuff. Yep. All right. Let's get out of here and continue to drink. Yay. Before before any of us twists our words anymore. <laughs> yeah, because... It's hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mass hysteria. Sven, thank you so much for being here. Manicore Arms, Gun Funny 15 is the coupon code. Welcome to the family. Thank you. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.